everybody, welcome back to an episode of the Domestic Boyfriends Podcast, where we talk about movies, comic books, anime, TV shows, and pretty much anything that we want to. Uh, my name is Dean, and always with me is my lovely co-host. Hi, I'm Vincent. Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, he's, he's Vincent. Um, Vincent. Today on the show, we are going to be talking about Marvel's newest release, uh, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, but beforehand, we are going to be talking about some news, and in, uh, this is pretty much the same segment we've always been doing, but we're going to rebrand some stuff. Uh, this is, uh, oh gosh, what are we, we going to call this? We're just going to do this on the spot. What should we call this? Uh, 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 send me some, <laughs> send, oh, send whoa. me some news. Whoa, whoa, send me some whoa. news. Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, this is uh, actually already thought about this, so this new is redundant. Uh, this is our new, uh, new quote-unquote segment, Big Bites, where we take bites out of news in particular areas for you and make them a little bit more digestible and regurgitate them back out to you. Uh, Sounds a lot better than <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is some news. <laughs> Look, we got the domestic boyfriends part. I think we need to be a little more PG. Yeah, man, publicly generous. Yeah, publicly generous. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll uh, start out, uh, take a bite out of Marvel news that we have. Uh, we'll go back and forth. So, uh, the Black Panther Wakanda Forever premiere, we'll start out with this. Uh, the red carpet premiere, we had a lot of the actors show up. Uh, my favorite thing whenever, like, they did, like, the first run of Black Panther and, like, the red carpet and everything. Everybody was obsessed with M'Baku doing, like, the Jabari war chant. And, like, oh. he did that on the red carpet again. I think it was, like, the first... I think it was... It might have been the L.A. or it might have been, like, a, it might have been, like, the the premiere over in Europe. But, like, there's, like, people over in the sides and, like, they're, like, acting. They They do, like, the... I don't want to say chorus part, but, like... You know how, like, the war cry goes? Yeah. From the movie. Uh, like, people acting as his entourage. And, like, honestly, that that would get me riled up to do anything. Winston Duke is such a cool guy. I, I love M'Baku. M'Baku is one of my favorite characters. And I think it's so funny. Because, like, he's, like, a big and intimidating guy. But when, like, he sits down for interviews, he's such a, like, calm and down-to-earth. And, like, if you just heard his voice and didn't see his, like, person i would honestly think he's like a tim like a very timid person but uh he definitely is not he's very soft-spoken but yeah amazing guy amazing actor uh just spoilers for ed great in this movie uh some of the theater exclusive items for wakanda forever i'm not sure what they had over for you but we had like a gray and purple cup and we also had like the typical like tin popcorn tin uh with some mm -hmm. like promotional pictures that we'd already seen from the movie uh for us we had shirts um we had what i think is a popcorn bucket i honestly don't know it had um did you get popcorn it in it I didn't buy it. Um, it. It was just chilling out on a on a stand, and you could like flick a switch and make a panther's eyes turn purple. Oh, um, so oh yeah, because you you go to an AMC, right? I go to the Cinemark. Oh, uh, what? We didn't get that cool things at the Cinemark. Um, 
And then we also had uh, a heat-sensitive color-changing cup when it gets cold liquids in it. It changes oh, color. That's cool. Yeah. Um, we had a couple. We had, like, blankets and plushies, really too. that really made me want to, like, buy anything. I haven't bought anything like that since um, The Last Jedi. Uh, I bought a popcorn bucket for that. Um, which also, fun fact for anyone, I don't know if they've changed it, but, like, keep an eye out and be careful with your buckets. Uh, I put it through the wash. Um, it, it, it's, it's fine, it's still usable. Um, all of the colors, uh, disappeared, and it's now, like, a, this weird, like, sickly green where all of the oh. red was for, like, the, the... For like the royal guard as well as the lightsabers. Oh, like oh, it honestly that's... looks pretty cool, but like it's very much not intentional. Oof. Um. Yeah, I mean, when I went to go see Thor, I ended up getting like the cup. I don't eat popcorn, so I usually just go for the cups. And my best friend usually like gets a popcorn. Like he only gets popcorn like when we see that there's a popcorn tin. Uh, whenever like we go to a Marvel and we're DC movie and we can see we can get them, uh, we always try to get them. But it always adds like an extra twenty dollars to the bill. So, yeah. Um, I remember the last time they really went out with like exclusive items was I think it was Far From Home. Like there was like a big table out and like there was like shirts, plushies. Like I'm pretty sure Cinemark like went all out. And oh, could you get a Tom Holland plushie? Uh, no, it was a Spider Man, Spider Man plushie. Oh. Yeah, so Spider-Man dressed up as Tom Holland. Mm. Yeah. Um, and the last thing that I have for uh, my Marvel bits is uh, apparently the Daredevil Born Again uh, show that's being produced right now is reportedly TVMA, um, which I believe Ooh. the Netflix show was like PG-13. So uh, I don't... I don't I don't know, like, the difference. I feel like I should know the difference. Let me, let me look it up. We're a podcast. Uh, so what is TVMA meaning? And realize we're getting the Sex in the City version. Of Mature audience only. Okay, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. I knew that. I'm going to edit that out. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I mean, if you watch the Netflix show, which I know you haven't, like, there are, like, intimate scenes. Call me out like that. Yeah, well, they already know. <laughs> that, that's true. Um, but that's all I have for Marvel, so. All right, moving on to other news. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway, to DC. Um, um, yeah. yeah, if you want to. Do you yeah. have something for DC? Oh, wait, you don't have anything for DC? No. Oh, my gosh. Vincent, this is sacrilege. Uh, what, you, one of the saddest things to grace my eyes and for me to hear out yeah. loud happened recently. November 10th, 2022, reportedly, Kevin Conroy, the most infamous voice of Batman to this day, has passed. I literally was thinking about this a couple weeks ago, how I wanted to hear, like, if Kevin Conroy passes, then, like, that's the end of Batman. Like... Like, I'd, I'd be really sad. Like, I wish I could have met Kevin Conroy. Because, like, yeah. his voice, it, like, is is Batman for me. It's, it's the voice I think of when I hear Batman, see Batman, like, read Batman comics. Um, 
if you haven't already, uh, in DC Pride, I believe this past year, uh, or is it 2022? I think it was 2022. Um, he had wrote in uh, a couple pages about uh, his life and uh, being part of the LGBTQ and like his his part in like voice acting and being Batman and all of that and it it really shines a light on his position and how amazing of a person he was. Uh, originally, I thought the street was fake, but then were people who worked with him and eventually DC itself had tweeted about it. And, yeah. you know, I rest in peace, Batman. It was my, my reaction to this was very similar to, um, when I found, when I got the news that, um, uh, Robin Williams had died um, because both both Robin as well as um, Kevin were like huge huge um, inspirations and also like uh, well for me idols I would look up to for like their work um, things that I would aspire to potentially be someday and then also places that I would go for comfort yeah yeah that's crazy. He but was, man, he was, he was bad. What man. a legacy guess, to leave behind. Yeah. I don't think like sure Christian Bale did an amazing job but as Batman. I don't think there's anyone that can really claim the cowl as much as Kevin though. Yeah, like it's the Trinity has come back on multiple occasions. Uh, the original voice actors from obviously like the Justice League animated series, like when they went to Justice League Unlimited, and when they did uh, recent the last. So his last work is multiverses. It was, uh, that's true. Last animated work was um, when they animated the the Killing Joke, right? Uh, I believe so, and right before that, I believe it was Justice League versus the Fatal Five, which takes place mm. in the Justice League Unlimited universe. Um, yeah, it's just the impact that he's had on the industry as a whole, how recognizable his voice is. He, he's literally been brought on a, a tons of projects, like unrelated to the animated series and like that continuity. He's been Batman and so many other things, like other animated projects. And, you know, he was live action Bruce Wayne in the, f like, in the whole crisis event on the CW. For uh, Batwoman, right? Yeah. It, 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 no, it was, it was the crisis event. So they went to, like, multi different universes. And oh. the universe that he played in was, like, a, like a post kingdom come if Batman won type of situation. Mm. He had like this, this suit on that like held his body together. And, you know, Kevin said in an interview before that, like he wished that he could play Batman like live action, but like eventually he aged himself into old Bruce Wayne, which is really funny. Cause you know, he's played both young and old Bruce, like in yeah. Batman beyond. So like it fits either way. And it just, yeah, it's just such a sad event, and knowing that the next DC project that in will include Batman, although the new Fifty Two, like new Fifty Two inspired things, uh, after a, like Apocalypse War hasn't been him, just knowing that the chance isn't there anymore, just I don't know. It's 
it's a it's a thing that's still hard to think about because it's just been such a DC movies like live action have never been like my favorite, but I know I could always go back and see like the animated projects and like look at them when I need like like you said before some comfort uh, or just like to feel some nostalgia. Like I watch clips of like Justice League Unlimited all the time because it's just things that I'm used to that from that uh, familiarity is just nice. So rest in peace, Kevin Conroy, you will always be remembered. Uh, Anyway, on to some lighter news until I bring up another death. Uh, James Gunn has tweeted a picture of Mr. Terrific recently. Uh, For those who don't know, Mr. Terrific is a DC character who, uh, I don't want to say this because, like, it's it's not true, but he's, like, if Mr. Fantastic was, like, not stretchy and, like, was cooler. Um, pretty underrated. Isn't the one with, like, the, the red balls. T on his face? Yes, and the balls. Ah. Yeah, he's the T-spheres, which are T-balls. Um, most, more, more noticeably used recently post- DC Rebirth. Um, he had a comic book series called The Terrifics, which was literally a Fantastic Four ripoff, but it included him, Plastic Man, um, this new girl that had like ghost powers, so she was like uh, Invisible Woman, and uh, Morpho, Metamorpho, the guy who can like change into any element on the periodic table. Oh, yeah. So like. It was smart guy to like the comedian who was a criminal, uh, the guy who was a criminal, uh, and that's very mean to everybody, and then girl. So, yeah. And he uh, he also like took the role, took like a bigger role in the live action uh, injustice or not live action, the animated injustice like movie that came out this year or last year. Can't mm-hmm. quite remember. Um, he repl- he played a bigger role and like replaced who the, where the Flash was in that movie. Because spoilers, they killed the Flash off. Um, but yeah, hopefully that means a Mister Terrific. I I think a Mister Terrific movie was in the works, or him being in live action was in the works. But uh, James Gunn tweeted it, so you know what that means. Um, Star Girl uh, end is ending after its third season. Uh, one of the last CW shows that is still in production. Whether or not DC, because of the new, uh, like, what is it? It's not co-ownership. What? What's James Gunn and what's James Gunn now? Like the co-head? Uh, co-CEO. Co-CEO. Hopefully this, like, whether the CW truly has not made money in so long and they're going to actually, like, stop production for anything DC there is like up in the air but you know maybe maybe this is the better end of an era uh, also a couple couple more things before we end off with DC uh, Kristen Miliodi uh, more known for her uh, castings in things like Black Mirror uh, and How I Met Your Mother uh, is apparently apparently has been casted to play um, 
Sophia Falcone in the Penguin series on HBO Max. Oh. Yeah. Totally forgot those things. Like, we had, like, the hype of, like, the DC stuff when Batman came out, and I kind of forgot about everything. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So, interesting that we're going to have, like, the Falcone family. As, well, obviously, it's the Penguin series, so, like, I'm just glad that they're putting more care into it. Where, yeah. Like, I'm not saying Fal- Falcone in, like, the last, in, in the Batman movie recently wasn't, was bad casting or anything. It's just, it's good to know that they care on this front. Yes, absolutely. Um, and apparently uh, stated by Reginald Hudland, hope I'm saying that right, the Static Shock movie is still, quote-unquote, alive. Um, Reginald is, uh, I believe, the co-founder? Yeah, the co-founder of Milestone, uh, which eventually was absorbed or bought out um, by DC Comics. Um, of course, for those who don't know, Milestone uh, like gave birth to uh, a lot of the comics like Static Shock and a lot of prominently... Uh, black-focused characters, um, which uh, led DC to have a lot more representation than they did when they picked up Milestone, uh, which is a great thing. But hearing that this movie is still alive uh, brings a smile to my face, because who remembers watching the Static Shock cartoon? Yeah, Static with Kevin. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's it for DC. Uh, you said you didn't have anything for DC, right? No. All right, let's take a big bite out of some TV and movie news. You got anything for this? Oh, yes, I do. All right, take it away. All righty. Well, uh, it finally happened. Um, it? Shocking no one. Uh, Studio Ghibli has teamed up with LucasArts to make a animated um star wars short uh it's available for streaming right now on disney plus uh they made a little uh grogu animation um where he's just uh he's just found some playful dust bunnies uh in celebration of three years of the mandalorian i i it was only a matter of time in my mind uh, after the success of Star Wars Visions, um, for this to happen, especially with the fact that one of the studios very much, uh, the look of their animation looked, uh, very, very close to, um, Studio Ghibli, and, um, it, it just, it just fits really well mm. with Star Wars, especially Grogu, that adorable little Between guy. Baby Yoda. Yes, sir, baby Yoda. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Is that. Um, and also, um, Percy Jackson. Oh, boy. Uh, we have some Percy Jackson news. Uh, it's, it's just some minor casting, but also some major casting. The God, uh... The, the messenger god himself, uh, Hermes, has been cast um, with Lin-Manuel Miranda heading the role. Really? <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. 
every every time that I get more info about this series, I get more and more excited and more and more hopeful. I am gonna be so broken if this is bad. Oh my gosh. Can you can you imagine him dressed up as Hermes? Like I'm talking about like typical Hermes getup, like like the little feathered shoes and stuff. Like feathered hey, hats. Albeit like this is very much not typical like Hermes based off of like no 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 drawings but like I I think of Hercules I think of Hercules Hermes where he is like the pot belly yes please um and that other bit is saved for the end. Um, so okay. that's all I've got. <laughs> all right, uh, I have a couple things. So Netflix it. has apparently been adding, is going to be adding a feature that allows users to sign out individual sign-ins. Uh, the news article I got this from says you can sign out your ex from your Netflix now, and I was very caught off guard by it. But uh, this is something that a couple like providers in general of like any like. I get Netflix isn't a social platform, but uh, usually social platforms keep track of logins and like in more advanced and better implemented ones uh, eventually give you access to just like allow or disallow like certain IPs or devices to log in. Uh, so it's nice to see that Netflix is allowing this, especially since like people just rampantly change their password when they forget to sign out of like hotels. Uh, this yes. type of feature is very nice. I think Disney Plus implemented this. I could be wrong. Um, but something like this should be on all streaming platforms because uh, it would save their back end so much time <laughs> dealing with password resets and stuff. So uh, think about the users first. Um, next, uh, Godzilla and Kong. There was a bunch of Godzilla stuff that happened last week uh, after, like, Literally, after we recorded the podcast, I saw a bunch of Godzilla news. Um, but apparently, reportedly, Godzilla and Kong is the titled next feature film that we're getting out of, like, the whole... Oh. Uh, who, who's making these movies again? Meh, meh, meh. It starts with an M. Meh. Uh, it's not Mama. Lemillion. No, that's a uh, my hero character. Um, um, uh, Mer Monarch. No, that's something in the movie. No, that's in the movie. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> this is so sad. Uh, uh Millennium. Mo Malaysia. No, that's a country. Uh, Who made Godzilla versus <laughs> Kong? No, not Adam I, Wingard. I quit. <laughs> the podcast is over. Guys. Oh my god! What is this? Who did this? King Kong? No, not the one from ninety. Oh my gosh! Not the one from sixty-two. Uh, we'll get there. Give us a couple seconds. Um. Who are you people? <laughs> I don't... HBO... Ma nope, that's not right. Legendary uh, Pictures. <laughs> legendary. <laughs> that doesn't start with an M. Legendary it's, it's, Pictures. Oh, it's right next to it. Oh my gosh. They're, okay. they're cousins. Anyway, Legendary Pictures. They're the next thing in their 
slot uh, for Godzilla. <laughs> God, that was terrible. Not editing that out. Um, on some more somber news, um, another person has passed very recently. Oh, uh, Kazuki Omori, uh, who was the director of both Godzilla vs. Biollante and Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah, the one from the 90s, uh, has passed oh. at 70 years old. Um, both of us have seen these movies. Uh, we've marathoned the Godz- we've marathoned the majority of the Godzilla movies together. Um, it's sad. Um, Man. Yeah. Those are like... Not saying like, you know... The old Godzilla movies are bad or anything, but like some of them are bad. Um, well, this was like the turn. But like, yeah, but Biolante was a fantastic movie. It was I think terrifying. Even even when we couldn't understand a single thing that was happening because we didn't have <laughs> subtitles. Yeah, we totally didn't just watch it on a VPN. Um, but like around the time that like Biolante came out, and I think the movie before it, um, like that's when Godzilla movies like the quality like took a 180 in a good way. So yeah. Um, sad to see, uh, rest in peace. More Godzilla, uh, news. Toho, uh, announced that, uh, 2023 is going to be, uh, the release date of their next, uh, Godzilla film. Uh, the last thing that Toho, Wait, Toho? yeah, <laughs> Yes, Toho. The last thing Toho, re- the last thing Toho released was the Godzilla movie from 2018. Shin Godzilla. Shin Godzilla. Um, they actually my re- favorite Godzilla movie. Toho actually released. I don't have this on my list, but I know this. The Toho recently released like the what was it? Godzilla versus Gigan Rex. It's like a three yes, minute short yeah. where he fights multiple Gigans. Well, it's well that. Uh, a little tangent here. Apparently, that's supposed to be the sequel. It's supposed to be like a sequel short to Godzilla vs. Gigan. What? So, okay. So, I know it's been a while, but do you remember how the ending of Godzilla vs. Gigan went? Uh, no. Okay. So, Godzilla vs. Gigan, uh, I, I don't remember it that much either but uh so the beginning of godzilla versus gigan rex is godzilla fighting gigan and uh it's they draw like thematic parallels to both of the movies but if you remember at the end of godzilla versus gigan godzilla dies he dies from a nuclear overload internally oh Uh, yeah and if you remember at the end of the movie after the battle a new Godzilla, another Godzilla, or Godzilla itself, is at the end, like, it's like a silhouetted, cloudy roar. Uh, like, it's a very thematic Godzilla thing. Like, if you saw it, you'd know what I mean. It's like, he's like, fo- like a foggy silhouette of him, like, roaring, and then, like, the movie ends, right? It's yeah. stated, it's, it's implied that Godzilla vs. Gigan Rex is a sequel, like, animation or a sequel production to that in the Godzilla that we see in Gigan Rex is actually Godzilla Jr. from the movies beforehand. Because if you remember, Godzilla Jr. was a thing. 
Yeah. Um, so how he got that big was that he absorbed the nuclear radiation from OG Godzilla. Um, and actually Godzilla Jr. has been the Godzilla from that point onward. Oh. Yeah. Nostalgia and lore. Look at that. But yeah, Toho movie next year. End of next year. Uh, around the same time next year. Um, Very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, sorry. One more Godzilla thing. Uh, yeah. Gareth Edwards, who directed Rogue One, Star Wars, Star Wars Story, and uh, Godzilla, the one that took place in California, <laughs> the one that prequeled uh, King of the Monsters, um, or that took place before King of the Monsters, uh, is apparently taking on the final two episodes of the MonsterVerse miniseries. If you remember, uh, a Godzilla MonsterVerse miniseries was going to be shown, I think it was HBO on HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's helming the last two episodes. So, This is a show that hasn't come out yet, right? No, it's actually untitled. Thank God, I was going to kick myself if... <laughs> yeah, no, it's actually, I think it's still untitled. Um, so it's still in production because they're they're just having him, they're getting this guy now. So I'm guessing this thing mm. has been in production. I don't want to say production hell, but it's just been in production for a long time. Okay. Um, really interesting. I really love Rogue One, uh, like story wise and like the scenes from it. And that Godzilla movie showed Godzilla at the end, and it was like the hypest like ten minutes ever. Uh, yeah. So yeah. See what he can do in the last. It's supposed to be the final two episodes. Uh, I'm guessing this is like a. Full, it's a mini series, so I'm guessing that it's like a full like eight to ten episode, like f- ten minutes a piece, like maybe linear storyline. Who knows? Um, or it could just be like solidly de- dedicated episodes, kind of like how Visions was for Star Wars. Who knows? Yeah. Um, last thing we have for our. Uh, TV movie news. Uh, we're we're, we're take this little nibble out of Disney. Uh, I think I was. I think. Correct me if I'm wrong. I think I was supposed to say this last episode, but Disney's live action. Uh, Disney's making a live action Hercules movie. Okay. And apparently, keep with me now. It is going to be inspired and influenced by the hit mobile app TikTok. Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I forced that out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, <clears throat> I, ooh. can't wait to see that in the next Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> That's, <laughs> swim this way, we'll dance and we'll play. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. Uh, next we have our... Herc, anim- what are we going to do? We'll dance. <laughs> <laughs> what? Um, huh? I don't know. I feel, I feel like Sora would be pretty it's okay 80s. with It's 80s. <gasps> Samba. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, Sora has been to like so many Disney... Like, he's, like, visiting Ariel was totally just the conversion that he needed to be okay with this. He's going to be catching up with Hercules on the fucking gummy phone. 
just watching TikToks. Oh, oh I hope they get Nikocado Avocado. I <laughs> hope they <laughs> get like 80s. <laughs> I hope that it's, it's not the hair for it. I hope they both exist like as separate worlds that you can go to. And Sora's just like, oh Hercules, and he's just like, What are you talking about, man? Uh it's it's like with the with, with the Tron world from two. Yeah. And then the Tron Evolution world in exactly. <laughs> Tron? Huh? Who are you? Who are you? Kill him. Yeah. Uh, next, uh, so manga and anime news. I don't know if you have anything for this. Yeah. No? Alright. No. Um, these aren't, like, new things, uh, but I just wanted to bring it up. Hunter Hunter's back. Yeah, the manga's back. We're about four chapters in. Updates every Monday. Uh, very excited about this. I'm a big Hunter Hunter fan. Uh, so if you were on the Hunter Hunter train and you dropped it, like, Manga-wise, it's back. Uh, Togashi is very notorious for leaving, but this was his longest hiatus ever, and he's back with a passion. So maybe maybe the story's going to end. Who knows? Uh, and Bleach, the Thousand-Year Blood War arc, is six episodes in so far. Um, the Bleach anime's back. If you dropped it after where it left off and you didn't pick up the manga, pick it back up now because it's amazing. And they're adding in content that has only making it better than the manga because and spoilers are everywhere yeah spoiler <laughs> spoilers are everywhere oh well, the manga's out so like can't really avoid That's that true. um and the last thing is that uh somebody legally named the child ichigo d jaeger guts kempachi cruz so it's like a oh. viral tiktok that went around and somebody actually named their child this like they they had it on like when a baby's born they have like the name above like the i don't even know what to call it it's not a crib where a newborn stays it's like it's honestly like a pram a bucket huh <laughs> a bucket it's like a bucket if I didn't know that's where babies were supposed to be when they're born, like I would have just used it as a bucket. Uh, but like where like the name is, like the things they stay in in the nursery. You know what I'm talking about. Oh. Um, yeah. So to break this down, Ichigo from Bleach. Uh, D uh, from One Piece. Uh, One Piece people like have the middle initial D uh, that are like, that we don't know what the D means so far in One Piece. Um but usually, those people. <laughs> Do you think it's just he's been playing the longest game? Um, <laughs> it's just gonna be D's nuts. Uh, it's been stated that the people with the will of D, um, God, that that the will of D's nuts. Um, that they're named like people who defied the gods, and there's a whole bunch of stuff like in the series. Go read One Piece and watch it. Um, Jaeger from Aaron Jaeger. Eden Yeager. Um, Guts from Berserk. Kempachi, again from Bleach. Somebody must like Bleach. Cruz. Uh, I'm guessing this is their last name. <laughs> so that's a, that's quite the name. You know those memes that people were making that like someone would name their kid after all the anime since anime is like mainstream now? It happened. Yeah, it, it happened. This kid's going to get bullied. What do you think he's going to get called in school? <clears throat> Weep. <laughs> Weep. 
Hey, weeb. Grows up and what? hates anime. It's not my name. Tell us your name then. I don't wanna. Yeah, that's, that's kind of sad. Uh, last uh, last um, bits and bites of news we have are for video games. You got anything for this? Oh, yes. Okay, you oh, go yes. ahead. So. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What are you number one? The Game Awards nominees and voting is up for things like Game of the Year, uh, I'm so glad that you S- that you indie. saw these. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot uh, and other this. stuff. I I I'm not gonna go through all of the nominees for all the different categories because that's 31 different categories with at least like four different nominees per. Um, but I will go over the games that are nominated for Game of the Year. Um, we have Elden Ring, of course. Horizon Forbidden West, of course. A Plague Tale Requiem. Don't know what that is. Uh, Stray, the tech demo. Um, yeah, oh, the tech demo. Well, it's it's Stray, but the, and let's be real, that game's just a tech demo. Yeah, um, it's and fun though. Xenoblade Chronicles Three. Okay. And then the game that I believe will take it all, even though it just came out last week, God of War Ragnarok. Yes. Yes, as a person. Not only. Has God of War Ragnarok already received a nomination and is and is one of these games that is up for running? It is nominated in 10 different categories. It is the most nominated game across all of the different categories uh, for the Game Awards. As somebody who has definitely finished the first game, I, I, I believe that this will win. I yeah. I've been loving every second of that game. It is truly worth uh it's truly been worth the wait. And I truly do hope it wins. At the very least, it deserves to win like best narrative over Elden Ring, which also got nominated. We're Elden talking, Ring is is a fun game. Stray. I like it. Stray had a good the, narrative. The, the cat game? Yeah. I I didn't I I still haven't played it. <laughs> I I I was going to. I was excited to buy it. It seemed interesting, and then I was told that it was a glorified tech demo with not necessarily a lot of substance. Eh, that's okay. We all played No Man's Sky when it came out. That's true. We did. I didn't. Huh. That game is No Man's Sky is uh, nominated in a different category, and I honestly think it stands a pretty good uh, chance of winning. Oh, interesting! I, I think it was like Labor of Love or something. <laughs> yeah, it definitely fucking gets that. Yeah, Labor of um, we pre-ordered your game, so give us our content. They did. Yeah, after like they two did. or three years. Yeah. Uh. <clears throat> Imagine if that game came out during COVID and was like the big game of the year. <laughs> I think people would literally just like they they would be gone from this world. Do you do you remember a little a little device called the Oculus? No. The VR headset? No. Well, yes, yes I do. The creator of the VR headset Oculus has now created something that I find truly disturbing and horrifying. Is it the Nerf Gear? He has created 
in reference to popular anime Sword Art Online. It is. A VR headset that will kill you. Oh, man. If you die. This is what I want to... Can I play Stray on, is, on the VR headset? <laughs> <clears throat> so, currently... Uh, his VR headset will respond to a certain game over screen that emits a lethal level of microwave. Who's targets, testing this? Which instantly destroy the player's brain. Who's testing but that's this? All the progress he has made in the project, he's still ironing out the kinks to make sure that you don't die unprovoked. Who's testing this? Also, what did what does he mean? It's this is all, that's all he's done. He he made a VR headset that that has like a taser set to critical mass at the end of it. They're just like a thousand volts. Yeah, that should be enough to kill someone. That's crazy. as I quote from him. This is why I have not worked up the balls to actually use it myself, <clears throat> and also why I'm convinced that like an SAO. The final triggering should really be tied to a high intelligence agent that can readily determine if conditions for termination are actually correct. Please. He's please. also gone on to say uh, that he has plans for anti-tamper mechanism to deter any wimps. Alexa, off me. Uh, he also said at this point it is just a piece of office art, a thought-provoking <laughs> reminder what? of unexplored avenues in game design. What? It is also, as far as I know, the first non-fiction example of a VR device that can actually kill the user. It won't be the last. What? These are, <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> what? These are like the people who say it's for science, quote-unquote. I understand that, um, you know, Squid Game is a fun, a fun thing to watch, and so is SAO. We don't need actual death games in real life. This guy's, <laughs> this guy's really riding it's off the same horrifying. hype. This guy's really riding off the same hype as, like, people talking about, like, the Jeffrey Dahmer documentary and just being like, oh, man, he's, to be he's my really not that tester. bad. Yeah. He's really riding off the hype that people get, like, off of seeing something, like, incredibly, like, disturbing. But people are just like, yeah, that was, that was nice to watch. The hours are very open. <laughs> what? And your availability will continue to open up as we go along. I, okay, that's just... Um, the last bit of gaming news that I have... Was that gaming news, or was that just, like... Yes. That, it's just... <laughs> Uh, have you heard? Okay, I've got four words for you. Please tell me the people who made the PlayStation VR are also competing with this man. Um, no, <laughs> that'd be hilarious. I have four words for you, but I want to preface this by saying we do not know when this product is going to be released right yeah. now. At least I could not find that. I do not yeah. know a price. Yeah. McCrispy Ultimate Gaming Chair. Mc, McCrispy? A McDonald's greaseproof leather <laughs> oh, God. 
uh, gaming chair with an integrated burger warmer called the Heat Zone, two modular armrest extensions that have spots to hold your sauce and nuggies are go is going to be available. <laughs> the Heat Zone. It um. is an honestly... From a visual standpoint, kind of appalling, but also a very nice mixture of black and yellow. <laughs> Make crispy gaming chair. I need to see this. It, it doesn't look that bad, but it also <laughs> is absolutely ridiculous that it even exists. No, this is not... This is not okay. Honestly, okay. I The way that it looks... Doesn't look that bad. Yes, it does. <laughs> it, yeah, kind of it does. I like that it has the Mick Cafe font. <laughs> I was gonna say this looks <laughs> like this is like this is what the managers are gonna have in the back office at McDonald's. It has a slot that is perfectly sized to be able to hold a large fry. I okay. I'm just. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> I was gonna say this is like honestly. Like, mighty convenient for somebody who eats while they, like, game and don't want to get, like, their thing. Where it the has a little the, bar the underneath sh- one of the rest that you can hold a towel. Oh, What's the heating zone? Is it on the right or the left? It should be on the left. It should be the, like, bucket-looking thing. Um, or what am I supposed to put the, in there? In front of the water. What am I supposed to put in there? Nuggies? <laughs> Your burger. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Honestly? Yeah. In practical design? It's not a hot box. On it, not, not bad in practicality. They just need somebody on their design team to like How actually do you, care. Do you plug your chariot? I'm not. I don't see a wire. Or anything. Hang on, guys. I accidentally unplugged my chair. My burger's going to get cold. <laughs> <laughs> can I, can, does this have wireless charging? Oh god, could you imagine if you had to like buy like a like a charging plate for it and charge it through the wheels or something like that? Oh god. Oh I need to charge. That's when does this come out? I think this is a joke. This is pretty elaborate for a joke that's nowhere near April Fools. No, it's this has to be a joke. In the back it says coming soon, nineteen ten, twenty twenty. Or 22. Oh, well, regardless, this is a very fun piece of news. Wait, I need to see this. Is this actually... I don't know. I don't know. But the fact that it's greaseproof, just <laughs> interesting. I mean, you know, other... other companies have made greaseproof things before just look at xbox xbox made a greaseproof controlling <laughs> god okay um is that all you have yeah oh god the mccrispy oh god um so i have i have some not as uh greasy things oh, to talk about it's oh. a one of a kind <laughs> can and we you bid can on it the only people who can win it are you have a requirement is that you have to be a resident of Great Britain. Oh, interesting that that's their choice, not America. So, 
so you can enjoy your McCrispy in peace. Interesting. Um, last bits of news. If you if you're done, uh, I'm I'm done with gaming. Ooh, excuse me. Um, I'll put this first. I have a last. So I'll put it first. Um, God of we talked about this already. Um, a little bit. God of War Ragnarok, you know, great game. I, I've been seeing some things about it. Looks looks pretty good. Uh, I bet Vincent Vincent can vouch for it. You know, I totally finished the first game so far. Uh, it, it, it's great. I can't wait to play this. It's so good. Uh, the rest is just Pokemon news. Uh, Pokemon Ooh. is collaborating with Squishmallows. If you know what those are, they're like plushies, but like they're super soft. Um, they're making a Pikachu and a Gengar. They were originally being sold at Targets or something like that, but I think they're coming to Pokemon centers now. Um, in Europe, US, the one we have in the US still, and other places. Uh, Pokemon Scarlet and Violet leaks have been going around, so if you don't want spoilers, then stay off the internet. Uh, but the Scarlet and Violet OLED Switch looks amazing. I'm super glad that they made a Pokemon Switch that is not the Switch Lite. Uh, because I was tired of looking at these great designs for the mobile-only Switch. Um, Reso price is already high on it, but it looks really cool. And I would have picked one up. But I did not. So... Anyway, I think that's it for the news. Uh, I hope oh, all of that was digestible and oh, was good. You think that's it? Oh, wait. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, We've no, got no, no, no. two more bits of headlining news. Oh, okay. First off, Gen Z, we did it. <clears throat> Excuse me? He's young. He's a nerd. He's 25 years old. Maxwell Alejandro Frost has been elected to Congress. Oh. And he is also an avid Yu-Gi-Oh! player and Kingdom Hearts fan. We have put a weeb in Congress, and he is the first person in Congress to know what a Xehanort is. <gasps> Xehanort? So he'll understand when, when the entirety of Congress looks like one person. It's crazy to think that, like... There has to be some low-key nerd somewhere, like, working in the government. Like, it, I mean, it has to be a thing. Do, I mean, Henry Cavill Do you Cavill know the exists. average age of uh, U.S. congressmen? Yeah, they're, like, older than, like... 58 years old. Oh, that's not. That's young. Those people know what the Super Nintendo are. You play Mario. I played Mario. Uh, on my later. Switch. You're what? You, I'm more of a dom myself. You, you, beat, you, you beat your video games? <laughs> what the Switch? What's this end credits? Um, and my last, truly the last bit of news. Um, <laughs> you know The Office, right? Mm-hmm. You know Dwight? Yeah. Dwight's actor 
Rain Wilson has gone on record to say that this is not a joke, but he has legally changed his name to Rainfall Heat Wave Extreme Winter Wilson. Yeah. I I saw this last week, and I've made it my personal goal to let as many people in the world know about this. This is amazing. This is the only truly important bit of news that I think I've heard within a year. Um, I remember when you told me this, uh, and I I think Ichigo D. Yeager guts Kampachi Cruz uh, is, is I, I a good runner. Might beat it. Yeah. yeah. No. Um, I'm I'm honestly kind of upset that you brought that you had that. Winter Wilson um, does sound cool. Because as soon as you, um, that's heat wave extreme. Oh, sorry. Um, <laughs> Didn't mean to offend him. Um, <laughs> your name beat mine. All right, but that's it. That's <clears throat> it. That's it. Thanks for, thanks for thanks munching. for stopping by, guys. Thanks for munching on the news with us. Uh, next. We'll see you again in two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's it. <laughs> End of the show. Um, next is. Uh, Vincent's famous segment, uh, all about holes. Go ahead. No, that that was no, no, no holes. Was, yeah, no, no, no holes. No holes. The only <laughs> hole here is my heart oh. for not knowing more about the world's holes. Um. Well, <laughs> um. Moving anyway, on. <laughs> anyway, actually, uh, Black Panther. Uh, let's give some. Uh, Let's let's do some let's do some spoiler free stuff first of all. Um, I don't one out of ten. What do you give it? One to ten. Nine. Nine. Yeah. Uh, eight point five. That's I, fair. I, I will I will explain it in the spoilers later. Um, I thought it was a uh, a good movie. I had very differing opinions when I first got out of it because of some thoughts that I had. Um, I do think a second run of the movie probably would do me better, uh, but I very much enjoyed everything that was going on, uh, and I liked everything that happened and uh, the the tributes that they gave to Chadwick Boseman. And overall, yeah. I thought it was. I thought it was good. I thought it was great. Uh, so, uh, if you want to do some thoughts, and then we'll go into the nitty gritty. Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I love Black Panther. Uh, Black Panther's always just been like cool. He's sort of like you know, <laughs> he's the Batman of the jungle. <laughs> That's that's not the good way yeah. to say it, but like it's it's pretty like you know, on point. Um, but like, ever since that first movie, that like, when we go to these movies, these comic book movie movies, there's a certain like expectation that you have where. Mm-hmm. The audience and the people that are going to be attending the, these movies, sure, it looks a lot different now than what it was before, and there are like lots of stereotypes for what nerds look like and stuff like that. Um, but still, for the most part, you would see like you would see somebody 
uh, going to a movie theater and be like, oh yeah, they're going to see, they're going to see like a Marvel movie. They're a nerd and stuff like that. Yeah. But I mean, the same held true for this movie as it did the first Black Panther movie, um, where, um, uh, most of the audience in there in the theater that I was in, um, were like African Americans, they and like ranging from all ages. I I saw people there with their like little kids there with their grandparents, uh, and then the grandparents like full families even uh, kids, parents, grandparents, potentially even like great grandparents, just to go see these movies. I I can't even like uh, begin to imagine like uh how like important and awesome it is to like show off culture their their culture and stuff um like they do in these movies they've done such an exceptional job with like uh casting choices costume designs set design um it, it's just truly beautiful and an awesome like honest an honestly awesome change of pace to you know kind of the the sweatier kind of grosser bunch of people that i usually attend my <laughs> yes I, I don't know if it's just my theater in particular but you know it's it's definitely different and it's a nice change yeah i um to piggyback off that uh just like how the first movie brought in a lot of a lot of people from uh, the black community. It the same is for this. I feel like even more, especially with the passing of Chadwick Boseman, uh, just to show tribute of like his career and his efforts and what he did because uh, he was an icon. He was a person that people looked up to. People and their kids looked up to. Like it's like we had like what like not to say that his role as Falcon was, like, diminished because he was pretty much a sidekick. Um, But, like, Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther, T'Challa, was the, like, mainstream black superhero for a lot of kids. And to have an idol like that both pass away um, in the movie and in real life is um, both... A shocker and something that cannot be taken to the heart very lightly. And uh, what they've done in this movie is amazing. And uh, the impact that this movie has had on both um, black communities and uh, the cultures that they're trying to show within Africa. And just like the movie community in general. Because representation is very important. And... The fact that this movie just keeps up what it's doing uh, speaks volumes of what uh, the first movie had entailed for like this generation of moviegoers. Because if we're gonna be honest, a lot of movie critics, especially if you think about like original theater, are kind of just like old white guys, and that's okay. It's just inclusion is very important in the modern day because. Everybody can do whatever they want, and that's the amazing thing about now. So, uh, yeah, if uh, you want to go into go into our spoilers, put our spoiler warning up here. Absolutely. All right, 
if you don't want to hear spoilers, uh, it's great talking to you. See you next episode. Bye, uh, guys. Uh, yeah, it's it was it was great. Like I said before, um, I okay. This might sound bad. Oh God! But I loved the introduction of Tao Khan. I I prefer. I, I gushed over Tao Khan and this new version of Namor or Namor um, that we got. Because for those who don't know, when we originally talked about this. Um, they changed Atlantis from being like this just fish people place. Like, stereotypical, usually, like, I don't know. It's it, it's usually just people in the ocean. Like, more notably, just white people in the ocean. Uh, and they changed it in this movie, and I love it because uh, it's more representation that we get in the MCU and in movies in general. Uh, and it also gives some more f- like flavor to a character that I personally think is really cool, um, but gives him even more like pizzazz and spice. Uh, and no, that was not meant to be like a racy mm, thing with me- Mexican spices <laughs> or anything. Um, but the influence of like Mesoamerica and like the Aztecs for Tal Khan, like that mixed in with Atlantis to make Tal Khan and. Namor and um, what is their people called? The Taucon? Taucon? Ta- ta- um. Uh, <laughs> what, are, what, are, what are they called? Um, it's definitely not, not Namorians, but that's the immediate thing that <laughs> popped in my head. Um, the denizens of Taucon? Talakonans, I mer people. Um, I I I don't I don't know, but anyway, um, I'll just say the people of Talcon. Uh, Talakaniel, Talakinians, um, Talakaniel. Is that is that what it is? Yeah. Talakaniel. Yeah. Um, they. It, the whole thing is just amazing. I'm, I'm just going to gush about Talcon for a minute, um, if that's okay with you. It's it, so pretty. It's Somebody was talking about how they saw on Reddit, like, they someone on Reddit saw Avatar Way of Water before seeing this, and the drastic difference between, like, the light and, like, very bright water scenes in Way of Water contrasted uh, the scenes that we see in this movie because they, they live underwater. Like, they get, like, natural light from, like, some things that emit it and, like, whatever light creeps through. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, it just... I, I love the shots. Um, everything just being Mesoamerican-influenced just is so beautiful, in my opinion. Um, they they call Namor Kukulkan. Akukulkan. Like... I place my. I know what that is. That's the that's the big lizard guy, the wind serpent god. That's so cool, and his headdress and everything like that. That is, that is good character design. If you know what OG Namor looks like, and then you see this Namor, 
It's way better. Way better. Like oh my god. Night and day, dude. Feather feather feet? Yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I'll give you that one. But, you know, giant serpent headdress? Super cool. Um, the origin of Talcon? How did you, how did you feel about that? I was kind of like iffy at some points, but I began to love it as like it went on. I I really <laughs> you know be kind of punny about it. I I was very much uh, enamored with uh-huh. um, yes with uh, Kolko Khan. Uh, he's my I mean I think we we've like briefly talked about it. Um, my only real. <clears throat> Um, exposure to Namor um, has been through Marvel Ultimate Alliance. I was gonna say the seed, um, the water level, which, which, yeah, which really did not do the character justice in any way, shape, or form. I'm gonna be honest. Um, I don't think anything really does Namor justice because Namor, uh, but is like very fluctuant. This movie has made me so interested in uh in him and his character and his future um it's it's so so cool uh i love um and have always loved like mesoamerican um culture as well as like uh uh architecture and um art artwork um one of my favorite movies growing up as i'm sure a lot of people especially in our like age group would agree um a very popular movie from when we were kids uh rotel dorado Mm -hmm. um i i would watch that movie on repeat um and getting to see uh just that again but this time for like a marvel character is such an awesome thing to see yeah, I um, I don't know. It's just so many cool things. I the origins of them, are, you know, I kind of expected this a little bit just because of the way that the last movie ended. I was just like, this is gonna be the MacGuffin. Um, but them, it, this isn't like traditional. Like to compare comics to movies and everything like that, Atlanteans are usually just like fish people. Like, they're, they're people that had, like, adapted or, like, they're fish that evolved. or I don't remember exactly how Atlanteans started in the Marvel comics, but, mm-hmm. um, like, they're not... It's, it's definitely not what happened in this movie, but, like, that's good. Um, in the movie, you know, they, they had this herb that was um, built, that was grown in, like, vibranium-rich soil, which... Um, this is a point we'll get back to later um vibranium is not just in wakanda um which like i said we'll get back to that later but um this like herb this like this one time herb like in resident evil they just they get it they pick it uh they give it to people because they have like smallpox or some type of spanish invader disease um Mm -hmm. and they uh they take it. Namor's mother is pregnant, so he's the outlier when he gets given birth to, and he lives for thousands of years. And like, he he calls himself a mutant, which is like the second time we've heard this in Phase Four. Yeah, but I'm not sure. I I don't know if like this this is the same thing as like 
like like Miss Marvel. You know what I mean? Spoilers for Miss Marvel. Uh, yeah, because she, they both had, they're at least they're just not what mutants are in the sh- in like comics. Because mutants derive themselves the w- the way that mutants get their power is always like it can it can vary, but it all comes down to them having the X gene, right? That's what makes them different from other people with powers. Like, what makes Cyclops different from Spider-Man besides his eyes uh, being, like, laser beams uh, is the fact that Cyclops has the X gene and Spider-Man does not. That's why Spider-Man's a mutate and Cyclops is a mutant. Um, Mm -hmm. Whether or not this holds true when they introduce the X-Men for Namor and uh, Miss Marvel, we have yet to see... But he does call himself a mutant because uh, this herb that his mother ingested during her pregnancy uh, changed him genetically. Where he uh, inside he could he could breathe air like they could normally. Uh, he uh, wasn't blue like them. He had f- wings on his feet so he could fly, um, and he has like superhuman strength and different stuff like that. So, very interesting, very true to his power set in the comics, uh, comparatively. Uh, Spoilers for what happens later on. Drying him out is very much, I believe, something that happens in the comic books. So, uh, pretty accurate there. Dry the fish man out. Um, I really loved... uh, I don't want to say his name wrong. Um... His name is Jose, I want to say Tanakh Huerta Mieja. Yeah. Mejia? Yes. <clears throat> he did Huerta such a Mejia. good job. He's okay. He's okay. <laughs> He's going to steal your girl, dude. Yeah, I I honestly like, I honestly thought oh, that. I honestly thought that Shuri steal was going to. I thought Shuri was about to get a new dad. <laughs> like him and Angela Bassett were like pretty pretty smoky together when he was just like i'm gonna kill you i was just like are you gonna kill her or are you gonna like take her away and, like susan storm her come with me to total con yeah come with me okay. to total con like yeah uh, sure. downwards it's all better downwards better. take it from me like so um this way we'll dance them <laughs> god get out of here hercules um yeah, it's. I I really loved everything from it. There, to to tie it back to to tie it and like Bridget to talking about not Talcon. Uh, yeah. They are a society that is also founded kind of on vibranium. He's wearing vibranium. Uh, the people in their society use vibranium for things, but it's not on the same way that like Wakandans use it. Where they like advance their technology or use it to like enhance different things, they kind of just wear it and use it as like use it, wear it as armor and use it as like use it in weapons. But they have don't have like insanely advanced technology. Um, they're very primitive. Uh, they're insanely yes. strong, but they are very primitive. Besides their water bombs, those things are something else, man. Yeah, like I need that in Monster Hunter. And they're like. Uh, water masks. Yeah, I mean, 
I'm gonna be honest. I think I don't think those are like very involved. I just think that like they need water, so they just have the pool of water in the mask. Well, they're able to go both ways though because uh, they put one on uh, Shiri. Yeah, that's that's true. So they, they I guess they're just like more laid back they, with their technology. They, they flick the switch on it to say what blow instead of I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I think that that was uh, that was pretty. It's pretty cool and like. Like I like I brought up before, like it was they found everything on like a bit of vibranium. So like, it's kind of it's cool to see that like you know, well it's not cool to see this, but it adds on a different layer that like Wakanda isn't as special because of the vibranium that they have. But something to always think about is that the meteor did land in Wakanda, so kinda does still sit on the largest portion of Earth's vibranium resources that we know of. A portion of it is probably in the Earth, or, like, uh, underwater, like they showed in the movie, uh, because, like, you know, the meteor, like, space debris, like, breaks off in the atmosphere and everything like that. So it's probably scattered throughout the world. It's just the majority of it is in Wakanda, in the mountain. So uh, cool to see that. Um, but... Enough talking about Tao Khan. Let's let's talk about let's talk about Wakanda. So much has happened. Um, first, to, uh, first and foremost, um, the passing of Chadwick Boseman has totally reinfluenced uh, the pos- the position and the direction of this movie. Um, where I would pay to see what the original script was supposed to be. Right? I was thinking the exact same thing. There's like there's ways that I th- that I that like you can sort of like guess at and piece at cuz like you know two leaders that are quote unquote similarly aged uh leading their kingdoms having to meet each other and fight. Yeah, and I'm if you switch if you just put Chadwick if you just put T'Challa in Shuri's spot it's pretty much it could pretty much be the same movie but the fact that shuri has to deal with more death than t'challa including t'challa's death um it's just like even more heartbreaking and drives more emotion so absolutely um but just i would love to see that script because uh i heard an interview that um Oh my gosh. Uh, who is it? Uh, Give me one second. Uh, Sorry. Uh, Ryan Coogler, sorry. I don't know why I wanted to say Brian Coogler. It's definitely not right. Uh, Ryan Coogler got interviewed and was talking about the last time he had spoke to Chadwick um, before his passing. And he wanted him to, like, read the script. And Chadwick very much was like no i'm i'm good like this was his last couple days like i'm pretty sure this was two weeks before he passed and like he was just kind of at peace like him and his wife had gotten married like because like they knew that like things weren't getting better so they wanted him to live as comfortably as possible uh yeah but the way that he responded to ryan cooler was like i bet this is amazing and apparently, my friend told me this, that he told people to 
make the movie without the focus being too much on him, which in hindsight makes sense, but hearing it back then would probably be like, well, you're the main character. What do you mean make this without you? Uh, so, um, yeah, the whole Chadwick Boseman's passing um, is very emotional for a lot of people, and they reflected it very well in the movie. The beginning of it is exactly how I thought it was going to be, um, just starting with the death of T'Challa and the funeral. Uh, yeah, I, it was it was very emotional in the theater. Like I, I was kind of in awe because I don't know. It just felt it was like a double take. Like it, we revisited something that we knew had happened not too long ago, but in movie form with the funeral and everything. Uh, so it was, it was, I don't know, it just took me aback a little bit because seeing the movie now, like comparing hearing about seeing the movie or like hearing about the movie without him compared to actually watching it and play out were two different, I don't know, two different feelings. So, um, yeah. But to go on with the movie, um, yeah, I, I don't know. You want to, I guess we'll, I don't know. We can, we can tackle this a couple ways. Uh, I don't know if you want to do like a refresher of the movie or you want to just talk about some parts we liked. Um, because, uh, the, the basis of the movie is that, uh, we just give a quick summary and then talk about some things. Uh, with the passing of, uh, King T'Challa, uh, the rest of the world has kind of seen weakness in Wakanda. And if you remember at the end of the first movie, um, ignore everything that happened between then and Thanos and everything like that, apparently. Uh, Wakanda had reached out to the UN and were, showed them that they had vibranium and they had this advanced technology and that they were willing to help out the rest of the world. And they had apparently created these outreach sites from Wakanda. And uh, this amazing scene with Angela Bassett and some of the Dora Milaje. Uh, uh, actually, no. Some advisors. And then in the scenes parallel to it showed the Dora Milaje fighting off invaders, which were from France, just saying they gave France two owls. Uh, the first one was in the war. The second one was in this movie. Big L for France. Um, they showed that countries are trying to invade Wakanda and take the resources, or at least take the resources of vibranium from like their outreaches and different things like that. Um, the American government is trying to find uh, vibranium in the ocean, uh, because they have this cool metal detector that can detect vibranium, because if you know, vibranium can't be uh, detected on normal metal detectors. Uh, and, yeah, they get attacked by what they thought were Wakandans, but were actually, uh, how, how do you say? What's the plural of people that live in Talcon again? Uh, oh, uh, um, Talcon, people of Talcon. Uh, yeah. It's just easier to say Atlanteans, but that's not what they are. Um, <laughs> the, the water people. The, 
the water tribe. <laughs> the, the the avatars. Um they they were attacked. Um I don't think anybody survived that initial boat attack. Did anybody? No. Namor like yeeted everyone, the jet, right? Everyone died. Yeah, he like yeeted them out of there. Um So, long story short, Namor comes to Wakanda, threatens slash approaches the queen and says, invaders are encroaching on Talcon's territory. They're looking for Bravanium. This is your fault because your king had told the world that Wakanda was not the small country, but a massive superpower in the making or in hiding uh, and that you guys have Vibranium and Vibranium could do amazing things. So... It's on you. These invaders have to be stopped. You're either with me or you're against me. Uh, meanwhile, they're trying to mourn T'Challa's death. Uh, and Shuri is not having any of that because she's, she's putting herself into work instead of actually coping properly. And if you know anything about trauma, that is not what you, ha- that is not what you do. That's not how you properly cope. Uh, even though in the moment you don't want to think about it, uh, it's not healthy. So, uh, yeah, if you want to you take it from here, I feel like I'm blabbing a little bit. Uh, Just some quick sure. summaries. We don't have to go into, like, too much detail. Yeah. I mean, so he, one bit that uh, wasn't mentioned there was that um, the, um, the reason why they attacked... Uh, Namorian. Uh why why the water people attacked um the government ship was because they have a vibranium detector which had never been made before. Um which had been and uh like you said, uh Namor wanted um Wakanda to bring him the scientist who made this detector, which leads us into um Shuri having her first, like, you know, field mission-esque escapade where we get to meet Ironheart herself, Riri Williams, uh, played by Dominic Thorne. Um, Dominique Thorne. Dominique. Uh, Dominic. <laughs> Dominic. Um, but uh, she's just a MIT student. Um we we get to have a very fun little uh interaction between um Okoye and Shuri's interactions are just absolutely phenomenal what this was a very funny movie at times uh which i wasn't necessarily expecting like i remember the first the first black panther being like a fun movie to watch and there were like funny moments but like the humor i don't know what about this one it, the humor just really hit for me and it didn't feel like uh, really forced. I feel like a lot of the Phase Four jokes kind of flop, uh, in like all honesty. But this movie felt it felt good. It felt very natural. You brought a spear. <laughs> you brought a spear with I you. I like this one. <laughs> uh very good. Um, and they um semi you know quote unquote recruiter moreover tell her if she doesn't come with them she'll die um kind of situation they uh take her back to um 
to grab a quick thing from her garage, get surrounded by the FBI. We get to see her Mark One version of the Iron Man suit or the Iron Heart suit. Um, and after a big chase, we get to see the water people come up and attack them. Shuri, uh, they unfortunately defeat Okoye, um, and they take Shuri off. Shuri gets to, uh, with Riri, get to go to um, Tolokan and get, she gets one on one time. We get to hear Namor's backstory there, get to see the beauty of Tolokan. Um, God. God, I just want, like, the scenes where they're going through and showing off Total Con to be, like, my screensaver for my computer. I think, I think, it, I think you want to say Tau Con. I feel like you're trying to say Kotal Con at the same time. Oh, my God, I totally am. Kotal Con. Can you say it right, right real quick? Tau Con. Tau Con. No. No, there's another T in there. Tallow. I think it's Talocon, actually. Tallow. No, you're thinking of... Oh, it is Talocon. Yeah, you're like, total con. Total con. Um, just to, just to like, hop in real quick about the Ironheart thing. Uh, as soon as they see what she's making, they're like, oh, that's, like, Stark tech. And even, like, the FBI agents are just like, she has an Iron Man suit. Like, do people not... Has... Do people not try to... Rec- has nobody... Like, they... I get... Well, no, I just, like, <laughs> I get, like, okay, a lot of the Iron Man villains have just kind of copied his, sh- his shtick, um, and Tony's, like, technology was first, but I wouldn't think Iron Man suit when I first saw it. When I saw the promotional pictures for this, like, with the toy leaks and everything, yeah, in the real world, I wouldn't be like, oh, this is an Iron Man suit. Oh, they made a jetpack. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, they made, like, they look like they're from Apex Legends. Like, not that they're an Iron Man ripoff. I, even. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the arc, the arc reactor in the chest was sort of, that's probably like, although I don't know if they're like looking at that. Yeah, um, there's definitely like, more noticeable part to that suit. It's true. But it was at night. So like the one shining chest piece. Yeah. And a flying metal suit, you know. Maybe. It's just like it, it, even Tony's Mark 1 like was definitely they they had a theme. He had a thing going. Uh, yeah. That I would definitely not think that's I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> even like the Iron Heart suit that we see like very different from what we've seen from Iron Man. Like yeah. if anything more like rescue-esque. Um, like it, there's like that bridge between like Iron Man, the rescue suit, and then like Ironheart. Um, it might be like the feminine shape that they've been designing these with. Um, but it also just might be like the bridge of making something less Iron Man like. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Nick. Um, Okoye returns to Wakanda stripped it gets stripped of her of her rank not of her clothes that's that's that would be messed up 
And then we get reintroduced to Nakia. Um, who has apparently not been around and wasn't even at um, the funeral. Um, Hasn't been around for six years. Six years. Um, Which we don't really get like a good timeline of this. We <laughs> Endgame happened? Yeah, we we can assume Endgame happened because T'Challa is gone, right? But in reference to the rest of Phase 4, we don't really have a good time. Because was Nakia at the battle at when Wakanda in Infinity War? No. Like we no, didn't see her actress maybe? in the last battle of Endgame, right? Um, Mbaku was there. The only Mbaku was there, and I am very glad. Every time Mbaku's on screen, I am happy. <laughs> um, but the only real like time frame that we have for this is that T'Challa died, and then all this happened a year later. We don't know where this really takes place. Yeah, I mean, we can just... I mean, I guess, like, the best way to spitball it is that... Endgame happened, right? Well, even then, I think that it's a little confusing because, like... It's been a year since T'Challa died, right? But... It's been a year, so if she hasn't been back in six years, we can assume that... I guess she left... Like as soon as as soon as like the blip, because cause that's another thing that's very confusing. Because there's a five year, so there's that five year gap in between, uh, like the blip, right? So we assume that she went back to Wakanda, or she didn't, right? And then when everybody came back, uh, which included T'Challa, that he this apparently it takes place. I, I'm looking into this right now. Okay, Nate Moore. Uh, Marvel producer N- has Namor? said <laughs> has said that this cl- apparently clearly takes place after No Way Home and Eternals. Um, In which and they he take place that it probably happens potentially concurrent with uh, Thor: Love and Thunder, and almost concurrent with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantumania. Uh huh. Okay, so wait, what did it say it was concurrent with? Ant Man and what? Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum Mania. Uh huh. And potentially concurrent with uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Which both of those we don't really have a hard time. We don't even have like a pinpointed time either. Yeah, like we. But know apparently, th- it is. Clearly, after No Way Home and the Turtles. Okay, so these are like the latest movies. Yeah, in the timeline. So, I mean, it it, it all kind of makes sense. Um, but yeah, like you were saying, uh, we can introduce back to Nakia because uh, Okoye was stripped of her title, and Angela Bassett's character just doesn't trust her and needs someone who can get the job done. Uh, as hurtful as it sounds. Uh, and Nakia, oh, oh, parallel to this, Shuri's getting shown around uh, Talo Khan. And she's Nikki, having a great time. Yeah, she doesn't even seem like she's really being kidnapped. 
She just, hey, do you want to come to my kingdom? Oh, okay. Um, Don't kill the teenager, but she has to die. <laughs> yeah, that was like a, a whole big thing. Like, Cherry's plea to keep Riri alive because, which, this isn't even like her. Okay. She's a genius. I want to trust Wakanda and have them as an ally. Then let her stay alive in Wakanda, but I can't trust you. Like, this was, like, the biggest thing. Like, Riri's, like, incredibly smart, and it's shown both in this movie and in the comics. She made the the vibranium detector, at, like, as a school project, and then the government was just, like, yoink. Yeah. Um, not even, like, she did it on purpose. Like, she was just doing a geology project, and she just figured out how to detect vibranium. Which, in hindsight, you know could probably win you, like, I, I don't even know, like, some type of science award. I don't want to say, like, not a Nobel yeah. Peace Prize or something, but definitely something a higher up A couple grants, there. maybe. Yeah, definitely paying your way for the rest of your life. Um, like, it, I, I don't know, but um, we, parallel to Nakia, uh, Nakia getting there, um, Namor tells her, like, you know, she can't be alive, yada, 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 you, you'll be my enemy if you're not my friend, type of thing. They escape, but not before someone getting shot and Namor taking it very personally. Um, and Multiple we, people got shot. Yeah, well, so one person died. Um, and Namor, I think this is when he declares war? Yeah. yeah. He, he goes to declare war on them. Which involves f five people, including him, just devastating Wakanda. Which, I saw this map recently on Twitter. Wakanda, like, canonically sits in the middle of Africa. Where did they get a... How are they on the ocean? They just swim. There's no water. There should they be... just swim. Oh, okay. But... Yeah, come on, man. Yeah, just, just <clears throat> swim. They just they swim land? through, like, the rivers. No, but it's like showing Wakanda's like on the ocean. They could walk. But that's not Wakanda anymore. <laughs> well, just anyway. walk to Wakanda across the land and then hop in like the lake that's next to it. I don't know. I also don't remember Wakanda originally being this like having this like waterfront. I'm guessing that after Thanos they decided to clear out all of the land and create a moat. Just just what I thought, but uh, maybe. Uh, Namor invades. Uh, I feel like we should just get to the precipice of all of this. Uh, yeah. Go see the movie if you haven't seen it. Sherry becomes the Black Panther. Um, a bunch of stuff Ooh. happens in between that I feel like Baku gets to be basically her older brother now. Yeah. Um, he also gets like one shot by Fishman. Uh, yeah, <laughs> one of my favorite scenes in here is like Mbaku coming in after like Namor comes and talks to the Queen and Shuri, and it's just like, uh, he's just like, you know, if my if my Jabari soldiers were there, this fishman would be like tied in front of us right now, and uh, Okoye is just like, if your muscle brains were there, we would still be worrying about something. And he was just like, you bald-headed demon. And, like, 
so <laughs> this movie is so funny. And like he goes in like I love him back. So he much. gets at like everybody's throat too, because afterwards Angela Bassett's character is just, just like have respect and then uh he said that these like the water guard or whatever the fuck they are. New people, by the way. Um, because apparently they created a moat. Uh, he's just like, these soldiers should be ashamed to be here. And, like, he's just like, shut your mouth, Jabati. And, like, he just, he's like, oh! And, like, the rest of his people start doing it behind him. They're like, oh, oh! And, like, the, he's he's like... And he starts eating on a root. He, like, calls for his backup, and he's just like, I'm about to fight these people. <laughs> he's... Like, very much like i don't know if you like saw it in the costume design or whatnot he like at least at the at least i'm i i believe it is the case um and also based off of how he acts and whatnot very silverback gorilla yeah it, like he also funny. has like the silver cape and and whatnot but like him like pounding on his chest and stuff yeah. um like oh my god dude He's so cool. And then the scene where he, like, he tries to go and fight Namor, he smacks him with a stick, his stick explodes, Namor just punch, just one-shots him in the, in the chest, he gets blasted back, and like reaches up to his chest, he's like, oh, thank God. He's just like, oh, I didn't get my chest caved in, oh, thank goodness. Thank goodness for this really strong wood. Not vibranium, by the way, just really strong wood. Um, yeah, dude. Uh... Yeah, we'll just we'll leave you guys to, to watch the rest of the movie. Probably spoilers. Angela Bassett's character dies. Uh, the queen dies. Sherry gets driven more. She's driven by revenge instead of like actual heroics. Um, she is able to use a bracelet. Able to recreate the heart shaped oh. herb by using, using the, bracelet. the bracelet that Namor gave her, which was the bracelet that was given to her by her people um, as like a token of like solidarity um, for her to take uh, the mixture of the original herb from Tau like Talcon Metallicon um, that gave them their powers because she was just like I don't want to do this I'm pregnant which like understandable uh, yeah so she took like parts of the root that are still there and pretty much hypothesizes that since this is a root uh herb or plant that was derived from vibranium rich soil that it should probably have the same effects that the heart-shaped herb has given the fact that it gave the people of talocon their abilities and superhuman strength and durability and everything so mixing both the herb along with her previous research with the heart-shaped herb and her brother's DNA, she was able to recreate the heart-shaped herb synthetically. Um, went through the process and didn't see anybody that she knew. Instead, she saw Michael B. Jordan. Um, I was surprised. Were you surprised that Killmonger was in this movie? Yeah, I I was I was shocked, but also like sick. I was taken aback. It makes sense. The parallels that they're trying to draw between the two of them. The fact that both of them were... Both of them are having revenge and like anger and all these negative emotions cloud themselves while they become the Black Panther. Um, drawing parallels between both. Also, maybe the fact that 
there she, like he's one of the very few people that she would actually see there because most of the actors are dead just saying it makes sense because uh, the ancestral plane of the Black Panther uh, seemingly for the people that are like the ancestral plane is one thing and then like if you're a Black Panther consuming the heart-shaped herb and everything like that you see the previous Panthers so Logistically, it makes sense that she sees Michael B. Jordan because he was a Panther at one time, even though like it was wrong. Uh, it makes sense that he is the one that she sees. Uh, and the parallels that they draw. Her suit looks amazing. Uh, it's supposed to be inspired by Killmonger's suit, but I'm just saying the gold w works really well. Um, I really like the purple originally that they gave T'Challa in his own movie, but I really like the gold. I think it fits her really well. Absolutely. Um, that suit looks so cool. Yeah. And it still has, like, the cool, like, she's, like, a kinetic bomb and everything like that. Um, but it also has, like, her her own touches. Like, she put all the gadgets that she usually, normally uses on them. Uh, uh, Speaking of suits, and I have a question for you, because I honestly don't know. Um, the The maidens... Yes, the Midnight Angels. So the Midnight are Angels, those they are comic. Yes, they are. So Okoye. So, from what I remember, I'm pretty sure the Midnight Angels are just a battalion of the Dora Milaje that function at a higher level when Wakanda needs either defense or offense. So. The people, so it's it's a Dormilaje thing. So they pretty much are the same thing because Shuri is, uh, although like it's more enunciated in the the movies, she is still a genius in the comic books. Like she works with the heads of the science committee and like engineering in Wakanda to create their technology, and I believe she had a hand in creating that armor. Um, Probably. When I originally saw it, I was just kind of like, oh, I forgot that these existed. Because um, <laughs> they, they also kind of just look like Iron Man ripoff armors. But that's not yeah. what they are, I promise. Okay, interesting. Um, yeah, they... um. What was I going to say? Yeah, and even like the users are people who have who use them in uh, the comic books, like Okoye. That's like her suit. If you actually look at both of them, uh, they're two different designs. Like mm. almost completely. I'm pretty sure, like even like the bod, like the arms and the chest piece and everything like that are completely different because that's how they're supposed to be in uh, the comics. I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be individualized. Um. So yeah, no, super cool. Uh, I think we can leave out the final battle. Are you okay with that? Yeah. Final battle was crazy. Go watch it. If you watched it, you know you know about it. Um, but just to end it off, uh, you know they they end. Sherry is the winner, but. Uh, she uses it to her advantage of like Namor's weaknesses. Uh, but
but doesn't kill him, does not go through with killing him and getting vengeance because uh, killing him is not going to help any of the pain or anything that's been happening to her uh, because of the loss that he put on her. Uh, they create a very, very thin alliance between the two of them, uh, and it'll be reflected later on that uh, Wakanda... Um, I, I guess we'll get that towards... Uh, we, we can talk about like the post stuff in a second uh, and the implications, but that's pretty much how the war between Talokan and Wakanda ends. They end off in this like surrender. Um, Talokan submits, and like they have this alliance. Um, and then afterwards, we pretty much just go into Shuri... Uh, like the cleanup afterwards. Riri goes back to America. Uh, they tell her that she can't have the suit. Uh, they fix up her dad's car um, and send it back to her. Um, I don't. Th- I think Okoye gets reinstated into the Dora Milaje. I think it's like insinuated, like it's implied. At the very least, she's definitely like a personal guard. Yeah, um, and Shuri is not the queen of Wakanda. Yeah. We see that there is another choosing ceremony, and not Shuri. Shuri's not there, and instead it's Mbaku. So I think this implies that Mbaku is now the king of Wakanda. Um, which is not a bad thing because we've seen him grow. Uh, we saw a lot of good character now interactions all between of this them. Is Jabari land. Yeah, we are all from the mountains. Uh, <laughs> oh my god I really hope he goes into the UN and if somebody tries to like start a thing with him you'll just start like, going oh 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 could you imagine oh my <laughs> gosh like the Dormelage are like in the sh- the Dormelage are usually like in the they shadows roll but their it's eyes just- and then start going like half heartedly no I just they're like usually in the shadows but just imagine it's M'Baku like the Jabadi like behind pillars they're just hiding like, it's just M'Baku and his men are hiding away. And then you just see these giant mountain men just coming from the from behind all of these scared politicians. <laughs> they, like, slam their pen a little too loud. And he's just like, oh, 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 oh. And just 50 guys pop out of nowhere. They're just like, no, 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 no. What the fuck's happening? Um. Yeah, and I... I guess we talk about uh, Shuri has some closure after visiting Naki again uh, and burns her ceremonial garb uh, to mark the end of mourning, which they did earlier before Namor visited them. But Shuri wasn't uh, Shuri didn't do it because she didn't believe in that that would help her. Uh, and then I guess the mid credit scene, right? Yeah. You can go ahead and talk about it. Because I'm 50-50 on this, to be honest. So. Um, <clears throat> as we saw, um, Shuri is with Nakia in Haiti, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and earlier on in the movie, when right before Shuri and... Uh, Queen Ramonda meet 
um, Namor, they were on a beach doing a, at the very least, trying to help um, Shuri deal with the last bit of mourning, or at least the la a ritual for the last bit of mourning for um, mourning her brother, uh, which was burning the funeral garbs. Um, Shuri very emotionally um, goes and burns her funeral robes and we get to hear um, Rihanna's uh, 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 song by Rihanna. I can't remember the name of it. It's not the, it's not the Black Panther one. Um, although it was potentially made for the movie. Um, I know that she had at least like two songs in there. Um, this very, very emotional scene, very beautiful credits play. And then after the credits, uh, come off, we, uh, see Nakia walk to the beach with a young boy. Um, and she introduces Shuri to her nephew. Um, Shuri's nephew, not, not Nakia's nephew. Shuri's, yeah, Shuri's nephew. Uh, Nakia's and T'Challa's son. Um. What? I know. And his, his name is T'Challa. I can't remember his other name, but. Yeah, he has like a Hatian name. Um, yeah. And then he's at his. I guess it's kind of like. Because Killmonger was named Eric, right? Yeah. Or like Aaron or something like that. He something like that. He had both a like English given name and then he was he had a Wakanda name. I'm really surprised they didn't do the whole lip thing because that was really cool. Uh, and it was very prominent in the first movie. Um, but he is T'Challa Prince he's Prince T'Challa of Wakanda, son of King T'Challa. Um, yeah, and Nakia and T'Challa had apparently had him previously, and they wanted to raise him away from the kingdom and away from the throne. Uh, didn't tell anybody, ex it told everybody except Shuri for some reason. Uh, and yeah, that's. He. She sees a lot of T'Challa in him, and it's the start of this whole new relationship. And like this whole new part of her family, because originally she thought she was the last one, but in all reality, she's the the start of a new extended part of her family is happening. So, um, yeah, that's that was Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. So, uh. Just to briefly touch on the mid credit scene, uh, I am still kind of 50-50 about it. I like what they did in some respects. Uh, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. It's I feel like it's kind of weird for me to say like I don't like that they gave T'Challa and Naki a kid after... In Do you care if I spoil, spoil Thor? Go for it. Thor gets a kid at the end. It's not his, but he raises some somebody's kid. Oh. And like, 
Hawkeye has his kids and like who else has a kid? Tony has a kid. I feel like it's wrong for me not to for me not to be okay with T'Challa having one. I just feel like the implication is that T'Challa having a kid isn't just the legacy part, but is like part of the replacement part of Chadwick Boseman's passing. And for that, I really don't like it. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm still 50-50 about it. Like I said, maybe a different watching will have me feeling a different way. But I really do like the implication of Sherry's not alone anymore. Like, the, she thought all of her family was dead. But, yeah. Um, and we do see a scene with Namor at the end. Like, him showing that, like, Wakanda still people are still against Wakanda, so they'll eventually have to come back to Talokan for assistance. So I guess look in the future for like the Namor movie coming out or a movie about Talokan. Possibly. Or more involvement from them in the future of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah. So um Yeah. Uh, like I said, I thought it was a good movie. Uh, and honestly, I feel like it's, people have said this and I feel like I can wholeheartedly agree with it. Um, that it, okay. I really liked No Way Home because of the nostalgia, but the more I look at it, it just felt like Spider-Man 1 was being retold in some aspects, but I really liked the way that it ended. Entirely as a movie, I think Black Panther is the best Phase 4 thing we have gotten. Some would agree with that. Um, I feel like oh. if I were to watch Spider-Man again, that my opinion would change. But um, I definitely think it holds up better in aspects that Spider-Man does not. Yeah. And like, there's there's other parts that are like, you know that are nicer about it like how um for no way home like you need like you don't necessarily need to watch a bunch of movies um to watch it but like to get like a true appreciation for it you should see at least most of the other spider-man movies before watching that yeah it was very much fan servicey in that aspect of it yeah for for wakanda forever you just need to see black panther Mm hmm um now that there is one other movie that uh remains albeit like you know wakanda forever no way home they're in my top three for phase four absolutely uh no doubt um but there's one other movie that um is also like culturally very important for people uh shang chi i absolutely adore that movie yeah i totally forgot that that movie came out yeah, um, and it's a part of Phase Four. It like, and that one, that one's completely standalone. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's awesome that we have so many strong movies right now for it, though. Yeah, uh, I really don't. I can't think of anything else at the moment. Um, but I think that unless you have anything else to say, I think that's the end. Uh, Mbaku forever. Yeah, Mbaku, Mbaku forever. Uh, what is it? Kitiki. The people of Talokan have something that they say. 
Like they like uh, Wakandans have Wakanda forever, uh, but the tal- something Talokan. <laughs> yeah, like they they have a, it's called like the pearl shaped hands when like they they look like yeah. they're proposing to somebody. Um, yeah. What what, is, what do they say? They say like something something Talokan. Oh the oh frick I, I can't oh, I don't know how to read. The Iki Ik Talokan, which means rise up Talokan. Uh, which is pretty cool. Uh, apparently this was made by the um, the the people the the cast that made up uh, the people of Talokan actually made this. Uh, this wasn't something originally in the script. It's something that they made for themselves, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, um, I think that's about it. Um, so if we don't have anything else to talk about, uh, that's the end of the show. So thank you guys for listening, of course. Um, tune in again in a couple weeks where we will be talking about something very special. Vincent knows exactly what I'm talking about because we talked about it an hour or two ago. So uh, keep an eye out for that. Uh, we're almost hitting, almost on episode 20. Almost on episode 20. That's crazy. Yeah. We're almost old enough to vote. Yeah, we're almost old enough to vote and drink. Drinking is more important. Ooh. Um, but yeah, if you want to get in touch with us, you can tweet at us at the Twitter, um, even without the blue check mark. Um, I am at lying underscore mask. I am Vincent Barlow. And you can get a hold of both of us at the domestic BF pod Twitter handle. Uh, shout out to ultimate Maverick X for our arts. And yeah, thanks for listening guys. See you later. Beautiful people.